When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's get into the spotlight. I think that your time is done, and I think that the spotlight should go on top of me. Yeah. Yes, indeed. We are looking at the spotlight, and of course, uh, the spotlight's been burning brightly uh, on the Australian cricket team after a subpar performance on the subcontinent against India in the first test and backed up in the second test. One man who's uh, copped a little bit of flack is Pat Cummins, the... uh, um, what would you call him? The experienced, the wise Alan Border spoke on uh, SEN Queensland Bricky and uh, had a few thoughts on Pat Cummins. I thought Pat grossly underbowled himself though, in that last test match. I mean, there are opportunities when things are starting to go astray, you know, particularly in the Indian first innings when we had them on the ropes and then they just formed a good partnership. You know, a couple of blast from him, you know, running in and bowling some short stuff and getting, you know, very aggressive for two or three overs. Um, I, I think that's when maybe the, the, the batsman, you know, will, will have seen it earlier. I don't know. Maybe there's other guys out in the field, I suppose. I could go to the captain and say, mate, why don't you have a bowl? But um, I just thought, yeah, this is Pat's first real test as a, as a captain. As a, uh, you know, the rest has been... You know, all got just plain sailing, but um, you go to the subcontinent and all of a sudden you get tested out in all sorts of areas. So, Do you feel sometimes that we are going to go to get Alan Border's views because he's so completely different to Pat Cummins anyway? So no matter what AB says, he's representing a generation which is completely different mm. from where we are now, which is completely different from when Justin Langer was in charge. Oh, look, I think we, we listen to Alan because he's actually been there and done it. And he's been on the subcontinent. But also, some of the stuff you talk about, we love the way that he showed grit, that Mm. he dug in, that he demanded um, uh, grit from his players. You know, anyone that played under Alan, uh, you know, they felt this, you know, desire that they had to, you know, stay in the field. They weren't allowed to go off if they felt a niggle. You know, they just, you know, they they dug in when times were tough. And, And Alan captained through a period where, you know, Australian cricket was decimated with World Series cricket and it wasn't easy and he was playing against the West Indies, England, you know, all these great teams that had, you know, enormous attacks and then he found a way to be great. So I think we we should always sit up and take notice. And and while some of it, the, the last little bit of that, he was, you know, saying Pat Cummins is, you know, now finding out about himself. This is what the real captaincy is about when you're actually challenged as opposed to playing against, you know, some of the lesser teams in Australia on your terms. But he also was saying... Back yourself in, bowl yourself a bit more, get some advice from some of the other experienced players in the team to to make sure that you are doing what's best for the team. And you know, so it wasn't total criticism; it's just giving him some advice. And it's probably, you know, I'm sure Pat would do this, but sitting down with people like Alan Border, with Steve War, you know, having those mentors that to give you advice and the confidence to be actually bowl yourself a bit more to back your own judgment in. I think that would be hugely beneficial for him. And remembering, he is only a baby in captaincy terms. So um, if you talk to 100 people that are captains, I reckon 95 of them will say 
that one year down the track, I was better than what I was when I started. Two years down the track, I was even better again. And five years down the track, I was probably at the prime in terms of leadership. So leadership isn't something that you instantly, the minute you are appointed captain, mm. you're instantly great. It, it's something that you do grow into and learn about all the time. I recall at the Cricket World Cup at the back end of 2022, when India played a few games here, they played one against uh, uh, England and one against Bangladesh. Watching Virat Kohli and the way that he commanded the players out there, and albeit he's not captain of that team, the one-day side, I, I feel that there's an intimidation factor, that the players are intimidated by Virat because of his stature in world cricket. Do you think a captain needs a little bit of that where, where Pat, as he grows and develops, will need to have that um, intimidation to be able to go, you're going to listen to me when I speak? Yeah, look, I think... You don't have to have that same demeanour and everyone's got a different demeanour. You know, Pat is not Virat and if Pat tried to be Virat, I don't think that would be the best version of himself. But what he has to have is he has to have the belief of his players and he has to have the respect of his players. Now, I think he has both, but it, it's uh, does he believe in himself enough to, to bring himself onto bowl and say, you know what, something's got to happen in this test and it's not happening now, I'll make it happen. And a lot of the great captains have that that ultimate belief in themselves to be able to make an impact on the game. So once again, he's, he's very uh, young in his captaincy and uh, it's, a, it is a really challenging time. So if it was me, get some advice, talk to some people who have sat in that sort of hot seat and understand what it's about. And Alan Border, Steve War, uh, others would, would be able to give him some great advice, I think. So he's on the way home. Does that mean, in your opinion, Steve Smith would be captain of the third test then? You would think so. I think he's going to come back. There's a 10-day break. Uh, he's going home. He's attending to some uh, private business with his family. Then he's going to come back. So I suspect he'll still be the captain in the third test. But a bloke like Steve Smith, who has captained before yeah. and has got vast experience, lean on him a, a little bit more uh, amongst some of the other more experienced players in the team. We were talking about Justin Langer and Andrew McDonald. The comparison between the two, AJ sent us in a text on 0427154166. Just my opinion, but I think McDonald white-handed Justin Langer by being a soft, loving ear to the players and then putting his hand up when Jaya was sacked. I feel he partly set up. Justin Langer, now that's um, just a, an opinion from AJ. but mm, Don't agree with that, by the way. Mm. I, not to say he wasn't uh, someone who listened to all the players and gave them and you know the opportunity to feel heard, and, but, but to say that he would set out to do that and then white ant Justin, I just don't think that happens. When you're in a, a team like that and touring and you're a coach and assistant coach, I, I just everyone's trying their best to get the best result and – and sometimes, and I'll give you an example, when you have a, a, a head coach who is really direct and really strong, you do need other assistant coaches to be there to, to pick up the pieces and to listen and to hear. So the yin and the yang is, uh, is often important. And, and maybe what they're missing, if Andrew McDonald is the coach and he's the, the more uh, collaborative type, maybe they're missing a direct assistant coach who, who does you know, give the give the baked beans cold out of the can when they need it. You know, so you need to have different personalities in a coaching group. And um, clearly Justin was part of it, you know, was a bit more direct and stronger. Uh, Andrew's probably got, got a slightly different style, but that's not to say one's better than the other. What we do know is that they are very different. I would probably draw comparisons uh, of Justin Langer to Alistair Clarkson in a way where they needed control of absolutely every element of 
cricket and also football with Clarko. I'll give you an example of, yes. of JL. Um, in Brisbane, I was working at one of the one-day internationals a couple of years ago when Australia was playing Sri Lanka. Now, this was approaching um, Lasith Malinga getting a milestone of taking wickets. Now, pre-match, this is before the toss of the coin, on the big screen, we were playing highlights of Lasith Malinga, one of the best bowlers in mm. the world. Justin saw that and asked us to remove that from the big screen because he wanted to have every advantage over the opposition as much as possible. He said, this is our home game. We will not show them any love. This is an Australian game. Mm. Now, that was his approach because he wanted to make sure that we had any mental edge over the opponent as possible. McDonald might be very different in that regard and not focus on a match day or anything like that. It's just different, and it's a generational change no, where yeah. people need to adjust. And that may be hard for the people who have been um, present when JL was there going, okay, we need to adjust to something different. But some of the new boys coming in, they might go, we love this because this is what we're familiar with. So it's going to take time. Well, the other thing is is um, results have to be measured as well. Now, if that works for you, and you end up getting the best results in your number one test team, you can be ruthless and yes. you mightn't be liked by every team. And, you know, Malinga might, and the Sri Lankan players might think, well, that's a bit much, isn't it? You know, just give the guy his, his dues. He's going to have a milestone. But in the end, and you mentioned Alistair Clarkson, that's a great analogy because what were the Hawks? They were the unsociable Hawks and they weren't liked by anyone. But guess what? They were pretty damn successful. And you go back to... Lee Matthews, the coaching uh, of, of the Brisbane Lions, same sort of thing. They had an element of swagger, an element of um, harshness and hardness about them that made them terrible to play against. And, and they were, you know, almost bordering on arrogant, you know, some of the, the talk on the Oval. But guess what? They backed it up because they had a great team and they knew exactly what they had to do. So in the end, you have to choose what you want to be. Do you want to be well-liked and and uh, maybe have some ordinary results. Or if you want to go down the path of we're going to be absolutely ruthless and do everything we can, if it gets the end result, then it's probably something to really consider over, you know, is, is that where we're going to head? Morning team Ford Mount Barker for V6 Ranger. We'd like to thank them for their support of SENSA Breakfast. A couple of texts before we take a bit of a breather. Um, do you know if they are doing a documentary on this Indian tour? It would be must-watch television. Um, Steph has said Bix World Series cricket had long finished when Alan Border became captain. Pat Cummins is a case of the emperor having no clothes. What you does that mean? Um, just on the World Series cricket, I think a lot of players had left. I know Bob Simpson came back to coach, but then there was still a lot of guys that weren't playing yep. for Australian cricket, I think. But happy to be corrected there, Steph. Thank you. Pat Cummins is a case of the emperor having no clothes. Um, I'm I'm assuming what Steph means is it's um, when all things are going beautifully, you know, playing West Indies here and South, um, <clears throat> South Africa and other teams where we're quite dominant on our home turf. You don't have to, to do much. Uh, and so nobody questions you. But then... Once you get into the real cut and thrust, uh, which is this series and, and probably the next one against England, then you have to show your measure. So I'm, I'm guessing that's what Steph... I've meant. just got the official definition. It says the expression is used to describe a situation in which people are afraid to criticise something or someone because the perceived wisdom of the masses is that the thing or person is good or important. Hmm. So it's, it's, it's um, the emperor having... The, the, the tailor said the emperor had the most beautiful clothes in the world, but only... Um, Rich people could could see the clothes. The poor people couldn't see the clothes. And even though the emperor was looking at himself naked, 
<laughs> he didn't want really to say anything. I regret. I regret it because uh, <laughs> that would mean that he was a pleb and that he uh, couldn't see the. Clothes. Well, you've got great clothes on today. A real tight fitting <laughs> polo shirt, and I'm wearing a basketball jersey from a bald athlete, Alex Caruso. So, thank you for your text. Keep sending them in zero four two seven one five four one double six. A sports update next on SENSA.